Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Dave, it didn't matter where I went over the weekend. There was one thing, actually two things, everybody's talking about: billion times two, a billion for an MLB stadium, and a billion for an NHL arena in Salt Lake City. As the saying goes, a billion here and a billion there. Next thing you know, we're going to be talking about real money. It's 9.06. It's time for the launch. Sequence engaged. And brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Here are the three things that Debbie wants you to know. Countdown three. We definitely got to talk about the mortgage interest rate creep. I just would have felt like... Things might uh, kind of level off, but yet stay high. At least they're going to be even out for a while. Oh, they've shot back up. Uh, Utah's Morning News reporting that builders now offering incentives to lower interest rates to new buyers. So maybe your payment's a little cheaper. Um, but what's actually out there that we can afford to buy? Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go end up in our 10 o'clock hour. Volatility and interest rates where they go from 6.5% to 7.5% in one month, that really prices people out. And typically this is the Debbie Downer moment for Debbie. This, uh, What's the Dave Downer, the Davy Downer moment? Can I have one of those? Can I borrow your title <laughs> for a minute? Okay, I get it. Developers are still trying to encourage people. They are offering incentives. But there are teaser rate problems that, that I'm concerned about. Mm. So, yeah, the first couple of years may be very affordable for you. But that doesn't guarantee when that teaser rate expires that you're still going to be able to afford that mortgage rate. Countdown to... Oh, she lost again. Nikki Haley lost her fourth straight Republican primary. Um, what... Wow, that's that's quite this thing. Um, it was her home state of South Carolina, too, that she lost in over the weekend, where she was elected twice to be governor. Now, in these four states where she's lost, and she's come in second or third place, she's lost to Trump. She's lost to DeSantis. In Nevada, she lost to none of these candidates. 65% of the vote in Nevada went to none of these candidates. But Haley is hanging on. Is it hopeless or is she just waiting for a lucky break? Launch countdown one. Let's talk about the billion dollar ballpark. Let's also talk about the billion dollar hockey arena. We've got just five days left in the legislative session. Utah lawmakers um, seem like they're in a financial game of sudden death. (laughs) I feel like we're cramming these two one billion dollar each sports venue down our taxpayer throats. Well, President of the Senate, Stuart Adams, live on Utah's Morning News just a short time ago with Tim and Amanda, says they're going to get it done. Yeah, we're, we're, those are two big items that are left, and I think we're going to probably get both of them done. We're going to get those across the end zone. And, uh, again, couldn't be more excited to have Major League Sports coming to Utah. It speaks so highly of what we're doing. Well, if we're just rounding up all of these numbers, how about the billion-dollar gondola that – there, there are a lot of big projects that have been proposed here in Utah. Now, I think the real question we're asking is, 
okay, yeah, these these are big numbers. These are expensive. But is it worth it? That is the key. That is the essence of the question we need to be asking. Yeah, a billion dollars is a ton, but is it worth it? Dave and Dejanovic. The launch. Commence. Dave and Dejanovic. Dave and Dejanovic. Special coverage of the top local story. Yeah, if you're a big MLB fan or a big hockey fan, sure. <laughs> It'll be worth it if you can afford to go. It's the final uh, week of this 45-day-long legislative session. Look, we are at the bottom of the ninth right now on Capitol Hill. And lawmakers are trying to score two pro sports stadiums in five in the next five days, Dave. To two teams that we don't even know of. The baseball team would be a hypothetical expansion team. NHL, likely the same thing. Either an expansion team, maybe we'll steal your Phoenix Coyotes down in Arizona. But the this is not a done deal with any of these teams. This is a hypothetical. Now, you're probably asking right now, are they going to build it like Field of Dreams? Like, if you build it, they mm. will come? No, it's not that. There would have to be an official agreement made first before they actually start breaking ground on the stadium. Okay, but a billion here and a billion there. Uh, they're going to pay for that NHL arena uh, by raising sales tax in Salt Lake City. Exclusively to Salt Lake City residents, you get a bump in sales tax. So you're going to come out to where? South Jordan and shop? You're going to go to West Valley City and shop? Uh, But we don't know yet where this arena would be built. That's something else we're not 100% sure of. Senator Dan McKay uh, called our show last week with this plan. He's the one behind the plan to raise the sales tax in Salt Lake City from 7.75% to 8.25%. I don't really know how much this adds up to be. Working with Salt Lake City and working with Salt Lake County, we feel like NHL and MLB makes an important uh, investment in the state of Utah. And it is an investment in Utah. I I absolutely see that. Every state has some sort of uh, economic stimulus office, you know, from the state. So every, everyone is trying to figure out, okay, how do we take our state to the next level? If we're wanting to be a big boy city, if we want to be heavy hitters, then every city that is a heavy hitter city has professional sports. We have the jazz, we have major league soccer, but we need baseball. We need hockey. We need football. If we're really going to compete with the big boys. We've been doing just fine without them. I mean, I love Major League Baseball. Yeah. There's no doubt. I would be at a lot of the games if I could afford to go. But we've been doing just fine without them. We got the Olympics without, um, you know, Major League Baseball, without an NHL team, without an NFL team. And we've been doing just fine without them. Uh, we do know that MLB Stadium, at least they've got a site picked out for that. <laughs> it's right around Redwood Road and North Temple, kind of by the Fair Park. And they're going to pay for that by increasing the hotel room tax, which a lot of people seem to be fine with. It's like, let the tourists pay for our fun. But there's something in this equation that I think we keep forgetting about. Representative Ryan Wilcox uh, joined the show. He's the one behind the MLB pitch when it comes to financing. He said we're going to spread the payment plans to tourists. It is the transient room tax, which is primarily paid um, through hotel stays. That's that part is true, and that's by design, uh, where this is a tourism benefit and a lift, that that is where 
that burden would lie rather than on most Utahns. And for most Utahns, we're not going to feel this. We're, we're not going to feel it in our day-to-day. Sure, it's a half a percentage point here in Salt Lake, so when you pass through and you buy some some food, some takeout, you sit down at a restaurant, yeah, it's, it's going to cost you a few pennies more, but this is not a significant increase. You're not going to see huge amounts of money going out for these things. Well, what if you live in Moab? What if you're the mayor uh, down in Panguitch? Does Panguitch have a mayor? Um, what if you uh, live in Daggett County? So all of this hotel tax that's collected gets to come help fund uh, a Major League Baseball team near downtown Salt Lake City. Seems really unfair to the uh, the rural areas of our community. I, I can see that argument. I see where you're going with it. But I think you could also look at it and say you could make an identical argument to the 2002 Winter Olympics. It just benefited the Wasatch Front. But how many people came here, came and learned about Utah, saw the beautiful mountains, and then found or rediscovered or took a little four-hour drive down to Moab and saw the Red Rock and canyons and arches on, on just a, a half-a-day trip? I think when when Salt Lake and the Wasatch Front is benefited, I think southern Utah benefits just as much in, in maybe a different way, but we have more to offer. President Stuart Adams of the Senate calling Utah Morning News just a little bit ago. So we're actually making those from out of state help fund those ballparks. Talking about the ballpark, talking about the ballpark funding on the west side of Salt Lake City. And there's something about the way the ballpark funding is structured that makes Dave feel better about it. Find out what that is next. Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch. So the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic. Dave and Dijanovic. Dave and Dijanovic. Special coverage of the top local story. What's everybody's talking about? It a billion dollars for an NHL arena, a billion dollars for an MLB stadium. But there's something about the Major League Baseball stadium and the funding that's proposed—a billion dollars that needs to be raised—that makes Dave feel better about it. And it all started when Representative Ryan Wilcox joined the show, Dave, last week to explain this. Meaning we've negotiated ownership of the stadium itself, the stadium land. Uh, We would put in less than half of the project costs to build the stadium, for example, but we would retain full ownership of the property uh, once it's built, meaning we would have an instant uh, nearly a billion dollar in equity uh, in the project. Um, And then we've written in protections so that nothing... I don't think we can overstate how important that qualification is, that we would still own the stadium as the state. That is so unique. Debbie, I I don't know if I've ever heard of it before. I was trying to do some research and figure out how many stadiums were owned by the state itself, that the land would still be owned by the state. I couldn't find it. That's how rare it is. It's, It's probably out there. I'm sure that's not a brand new model, but that really is an interesting twist to it for me. You know what else the state owns? Right across the street, the Fair Park. 
You know what that's been? A financial boondoggle <laughs> or debacle. Uh, we're going to be, in fact, maybe not after I just said that. We're going to be live at the State Fair Park tomorrow. <laughs> no, we, I, who doesn't love a good State Fair, right? But we're going to be broadcasting our entire show live out there in what's going to be eventually called the Power District, uh, where the ballpark will go, and, and some other some other things as well. I mean, we talk about this hotel room tax being increased to fund the ballpark. Well, Representative Ryan Wilcox, who has been spearheading this plan to get this funding mechanism in place for a major league uh, baseball stadium, says, look, we're also going to improve the river walk along the Jordan River. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're going to take it from dirt trails, too. And another thing, I don't know if you guys have been down to San Antonio and seen the river walk. Yep. Um our river that runs through it is actually much cooler than that one down there and uh, has never quite been leveraged properly. You look at the, at the website at BigLeagueUtah.com, you'll be able to see uh, some of the design ideas there, but we're envisioning a river walk uh, right here uh, next to downtown between the airport and downtown um, that uh, will easily rival and be able to preserve that that area, um, anything else that we've seen in the country as far as that kind of an Okay, so we're going to make the Jordan River a big old tourist attraction, too. They have a bigger vision than I do about it. It's a huge vision. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. It, because I drove up and down there yesterday. You did. And I was looking, and there's a lot of rundown. Yeah. There's a lot of homeless. There's a lot of, uh, you know, poverty in this area. So the Jordan River is very, it's very dirty right now. To make it a cool river walk, you would have to revolutionize this area. Now, that's what the promise is. Does it actually get executed? Can they actually deliver on this? Can it be this this bright beacon of shining hope and wonderful lighting and, you know, just electric atmosphere? That's the promise. That's the hope. But there's a lot of money, time, and effort that would have to go into that. Mm -hmm. So what is it about the Major League Baseball Park that intrigues you over, for example, we don't know if the the taxpayers are going to own an NHL arena. We don't own the Delta Center, right? Which is where the Jazz play. No. We don't own that. Correct. Correct. So so we don't know if our billion dollars for this NHL stadium, which will be raised through an increase in Salt Lake City's uh, sales tax, we don't know if that's going to um, pay for us to own that arena. But we do know from speaking uh, to folks on Capitol Hill, Dave, that we will own the, the ballpark. What intrigues you about that? I'm not, I'm not okay, convinced. The, it's, there, there are some fair worries about that because if you own something – you're responsible for the upkeep. You're responsible for the area around yeah, it. You're like the landlord. So exactly. So if something needs to be done, maintenance, uh, that that means you're on the hook, state of Utah. And that was a great point you put up. I hadn't thought about that, but the state fair part, yeah, kind of the same thing. Does does the state do a good job of marketing? this area and investing in this area. Well, I just know from 10 years ago or so, the state was financially trying to figure out how to keep the fair park afloat. You know, and ba- I think about baseball and the, uh, what is it, 80, 90 games, home games a season. Uh, what else is that used for? Uh, concerts? 
Can we use the major league? Or do they get funny about us, you know, walking around on the turf out there or the grass or whatever it is they play on? A lot of other places, a, a lot of other stadiums will hold concerts there, but it's still not a great place for concerts. Number one, it's outdoors. So you're you're limited to a handful of months during the year here in Utah where you can have an outdoor concert. You know, when it starts getting cold in the winter, that there's not going to be any concerts So if we're going to own it as taxpayers, can we put a retractable roof on that baby? Okay, now, <laughs> that would be so expensive. It would also be the right decision. We, we should absolutely have that because, again, I, it's probably absolutely impossible to do. It would be far too cost prohibitive. Uh, in the design, you'd lose a lot of what makes that stadium amazing. This open air, you see the mountains. But you can leave it open when the weather's beautiful and close it in case you get one of those rare May snowstorms or downpours or it turns super cold and we want to host the World Series. If you could make the design work, it would be incredible. Well, we should do it up front. Uh, we shouldn't uh, light rail that plan, which I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, light rail is all ground level. And they talked about raising it above ground back mm-hmm. when they started constructing it. And then we just, uh, whoever the powers that be decided to keep it ground level. And that kind of becomes a pain, right? I mean, it's a Definitely. pain for cross traffic. It's a pain for when somebody doesn't see the train coming and they they pull in front of it, or we've had plenty of people accidentally step in front of it. So I've always felt like the light rail um, should have been built above ground, and they said, oh, it's going to cost so much more money. And, we, um, and I understand that. But some money up front means that you can use that venue, and since we're going to be the landlord, we're going to be the owner of it as taxpayers, wouldn't we want to get the most bang for our buck out of that venue? You would think, and that would be a great way to do it. Again, with concerts, just think of all the venues you've you've been at. Is that is that baseball stadium really built no. for concerts? Well, it's the, not. It's built for Del- baseball. And the Delta Center wasn't really even built for concerts. Now, maybe they've retrofitted it a little bit, but back in the day, I would used to go to concerts and be like, I can't hear them. Yeah, I can't hear what they're what they're saying. The new sound system's way better. Yeah, for it's sure. probably a lot better now. I haven't been over there since the Jimmy Buffett concert, and and for some reason I ended up accidentally with really good seats. And you still couldn't <laughs> I, hear them. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, where do you want to take me Jimmy away to? Are, Jimmy and I are both getting a little older, so that could have been part of the problem too. But you really feel like. This MLB thing is a good deal because we're going to own it. <laughs> okay, I I do. I think I think that's the fact that we own the stadium. We still own the land. Do I have a lot of trust that we, we're going to be able to optimize that and and use it? And will it pay for itself? No, but there's more to the investment than than just building a ballpark. It's it's bringing a community together. It's bringing a major league team there there's a lot of wins here so lawmakers look like they're set to pass both funding packages this week they've got five days left in the legislative session and this senate president Stuart adams telling utah morning utah's morning news this yeah we're, we're those are two big items that are left and i think we're going to probably get both of them done we're going to get those across the end zone and uh again couldn't be more excited to have major league sports coming to utah it speaks so highly of what we're doing so do you agree with dave's take the MLB stadium, the fact that we are going to own that stadium, 
Does that make you feel better about funding using taxpayer resources? You know, it's the hotel tax and tourists are paying for it. Uh, does it make you feel better about spending a billion dollars on a ballpark? 801-575-TALK. 801-575-TALK. Uh, taking your live calls next. Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at 9. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic. Dave and Dijanovic. Special coverage of the top local story. It's a story everybody's talking about. Um, the billion dollars for an NHL arena, the billion dollars uh, for an MLB stadium. The idea that taxpayers would own a major league ballpark makes Dave feel okay with it. 801-575-TALK, 801-575-TALK. Do you agree with Dave on this one? I think it's unique. I think it's unique that we build it and then we own it. Typically what happens, and and this has happened across the United States in a million different different ways. In fact, uh, I've seen research um, that shows that we've paid $33 billion in public funds to build stadiums over the last 30 or 40 years here. in $33 billion in public funds. That's taxpayer money. Yeah, wow. and and remember back in the seventies, we or I I look back over at the the Delta Center, that wasn't a billion dollar arena for the Jazz. That was over a hundred million dollars, but a, a fraction of the cost of what it costs now. So it really paints the picture of the scope. This is what happens if a major league team, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, when they come to a city. Typically what happens is is exactly what is happening right now in the sense that they get the owners get huge discounts, huge subsidies, lending, uh, tax deferments. They get all of this stuff to build the stadium. And then here's the hook. They usually own the stadium. The owner does. The billion the billionaire owner also owns the stadium that the city built. What's unique about this proposal is the billionaire owner wouldn't own the Major League Baseball stadium. The state would. David, how do you feel about that? You're calling us from West Valley City. Let's think about what's out in West Valley City. You've got the Maverick Center there. You've got USANA Amphitheater. Uh, how do you feel about uh, you know residents of Utah owning a Major League Baseball park in Salt Lake City? Uh, let's get real about free enterprise. I'm sorry, we must have lost David's call. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, let's. I've got a ton of uh, feedback, Dave. On my, I posted this on Twitter last night. X, excuse me, sorry, Elon X, and I got a ton of feedback on it. And I asked, I mean, are we okay with this? A billion dollars here, a billion dollars there. And mind you, we haven't even talked about the billion dollars that we uh, will have to spend to build the gondola, Dave. A yes. little Cottonwood Canyon. That's another billion dollars. That is the new price tag. If you're thinking, oh my goodness, I thought it was only about eight hundred million. Desert News is reporting that price tag's gone up to a billion dollars since we first started talking about the gondola. Yeah, originally I, I think we were looking at three to five hundred million. Then it crept up to seven twenty five. I didn't. I didn't realize we're at a billion now. Yeah, it's 
so the question is, what are we investing in? And why are we investing in that kind of stuff? On my Twitter feed, X, sorry, Elon, Jacob says job creation. Uh, lawmakers are supporting job creation with these two uh, pro um, facilities. So Major League Baseball uh, would bring in a new power district, some uh, new housing, new restaurants, a, a boardwalk that's supposed to rival uh, the Riverwalk in San Antonio, Texas, um, along the Jordan River. I've got to, I feel like I should be flying to San Antonio just to remind myself of what that Riverwalk looks like and to see if we could rival that along the Jordan River. But Jacob says job creation. Job creation on a couple different levels. Number one, just the building alone. Uh, the Miller Group ha- has estimated that the power district would be a $3.5 billion investment. So all of that money, all of that building, that's going to go to local contractors. It's going to be a, a huge boon. Now, that that's short term. Right? That's only for a few years once they get built. But then you have all the jobs that are created from that area. Um, and let's remember, this is going to be funded through um, a hotel tax uh, increase on a hotel room stay, which is going to be, work out to be about a buck fifty. Um for every $100 you spend, you drop on a hotel room anywhere in the state. So speaking of anywhere in the state, on my X feed, Dave Wendover Will says, this is very forward thinking, finally something worthwhile from the legislature. So he he, he really likes this plan. Um, the other, I don't know, this is a Twitter handle I can't read. The other um, comments I'm getting are, no, no, they don't want it. No issue with the hotel taxes. Visitors who may be coming to town to watch those sports should help support it. Well, okay, but you're talking about small town Utah, too. And tomorrow when we are live uh, in the power district or soon-to-be power district area, we're going to be broadcasting live from the Utah State Fair Park, which is right in that area. Uh, We are working to get a small town mayor or county commissioner on the air with us to find out how they feel. We want to check their pulse, how they feel about collecting the hotel increase in the hotel tax in their community and then sending it on up to the Wasatch Front, specifically to Salt Lake City. The real question I have with taxes, if you're raising taxes, and in this case specifically, do you think that extra buck fifty or three to five dollars, whatever it might end up being with a little hotel stay, do you think that's deterring anybody on earth from staying in your place? Staying at your hotel. They won't even notice it. They, of course they wouldn't notice it. They w- it would just be like, oh, that's just one of those fees that we the pay. the other issue, though, is that if you're in those communities and you're collecting that money, you want to be able to enjoy the the stadium, the, the atmosphere, benefits. and the benefits yeah. of it. But you're going to have to, I don't know, how far is it, a three-hour drive? If you've ever driven through Daggett County, wow, that's quite the drive. Um, Mike says, uh, Allegiance Stadium in Las Vegas. And then he said, Utah is drunk. So he said, at $1.9 billion, Allegiant Stadium is the second most expensive stadium in the world. Taxpayers shouldered $750 million of the cost of construction there. So the stadiums get, have get, been very expensive. And they balloon. They balloon. They that's grow. That's what happened with the gondola. And you have, that's a great point. You also have maintenance cost. If you're the owner, then anything that goes wrong, you're the landlord. 
Now, the expectation is that the Major League Baseball team would lease that out for $150,000 a month. Now, that might sound like a lot. Well, over 30 years, that only creeps up to over $50 million. This is a billion dollar. Mm-hmm. Or, or, so we're trying know, to recoup that. Yeah, it, we're not doing million, it through leases. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing it through the Major League Baseball lease. Not at $150,000 a month. Um, so let's take the NHL, let's just call it the NHL tax and the MLB tax. Let's take those. And then we're going to work that into some fuzzy math next. <laughs> I'm going to do the math. I know that gets really scary when I say that. So, uh, you know, we're upping, lawmakers are planning to up taxes over here and over there and then lowering taxes over here. So before you bite off on the rhetoric of tax cuts uh, this week, as they wrap up the legislative session, I'll tell you why you need to hold your horses next.